Toronto proud to announce from Zurich, Men's League Switzerland, from US program, Austin Matthews. Okay, for part two this week, we're going to talk about general news and my winners and losers. And I feel like there is a ton of that crap this week, a um, ton of interesting stuff, and we'll see how it goes, because i got to start studying again. Yay! Good times. Alright, so let's go with the news, because I feel like that should be first. Uh, recently, the uh, Board of Governors meeting uh, in Florida, I love how they choose such a beautiful place. Of course, they're not going to do it in like Buffalo or something. Uh, so anyway, they had their meeting, the GMs and all that, and the owners. And they decided that they weren't going to change the backup goalie uh, protocol. And there's some people like, that's ridiculous. This is stupid. What did they even, did they see what happened? A freaking Samboni driver played. Um, yeah, obviously we don't need to freak out over one event. Uh, that didn't make sense. And it's like, People are like, well, you can't have like this purely goalie coming in and playing for a team. Um, well, what are they supposed to do? Are they supposed to hire a third string goalie that counts against the cap? Are they supposed to give them like, okay, you can hire this ex-NHLer or like, you know, somebody who's like 30, 37 that's retired, some ex-NHL goalie that just kind of hangs around all the time. And just in case uh, they need to go in, they have to be ready. Like, I suppose you could do that, but that is pretty expensive if you count across 31 teams. I mean, I know everyone's like, oh, they probably make enough money. But it's still money that comes right off their books for something that I think has happened like twice in the past few years. Like, wow. And, and you know, like what they do now is they basically just have someone who's designated that's there who who is, who is some kind of goaltender. who's like the goalie coach, who's the... Uh, as in the David Ayres case, he was like their third goalie that just takes shots for the team. Uh, so he plays quite a bit. Like, he's not dumb. <laughs> he's not like this. You know, he's not somebody who's never played goaltending. Like, he's played it quite a bit. And it's something that rarely happens. And, you know, it's usually the first or second goalie goes in. Um, it's not very common. They get hurt twice. Like, they don't get checked a lot in a game. Uh, the system worked fine. Uh, the only thing that was kind of weird is that it was the Leafs employee and he was playing like Leafs, he had like Leafs gear and he comes into play for Carolina. Like maybe fix that so that there's like Carolina just carries around like backup goaltending equipment or something or that they have to have just like a neutral set of gear, like white pads and, you know, like one of those plain white helmets or something like the backup. They just have to have something that's fitted for them. Like that'd be fine. Um, and the funny thing is in this case, Carolina won anyway, so it didn't really affect the standings that much. Uh, you know, there's some people that are saying, well, 
what if you know Toronto had won and then Carolina had been uh, they missed the playoffs by like one point or something like what if what if that scenario happens yeah if you go to the extremes anything extreme can happen like you know an extreme could be like well lightning could hit the building like we better get more lightning rods up there Uh, you can't worry about every tiny possible like meteoric event you know once in a million blue moon we have to prepare for all these scenarios like the odds of it really affecting a team long term in a negative way are so slim and it's that's been shown it's not like this is happening every week there's no reason to really change things right now if goaltenders were like dropping every month and there and this was like having a regular effect on the standings then yes but if you add up all 31 teams and the potential for the 164 points that they can all get up the year and only two points so far this year has been affected by that so like what do 31 times 164 and go uh, divide two by that number and there you go that's the percentage of points it affected in the entire standings if that's really the the make all break all for a team i don't know maybe don't I mean, it's just bad luck like what are you gonna do like some teams have like uh pittsburgh like look how many people got injured on their team like should we give them an extra break and go well you know they should be allowed to like do so do this and then like no like or, or we should handicap other teams because you know they don't have the same amount of depth that team had to be able to win or deal with injuries or maybe they should be able to uh, request that the other teams don't have their best center on in the game because our our two top centers are injured it's like no we're not gonna do stupid stuff like that we're gonna just deal with this this was a minor incident that embarrassed one team uh, it was a great story for the nhl like anyone who doesn't think that this is a good thing is like a fool like this was awesome for the nhl it's an awesome story for david Ayers, and i hope something like it does happen again and they don't change the rules because this is the kind of thing where like someone who didn't wasn't able to make the nhl or whatever uh, actually just gets a chance to be in the spotlight spotlight for once and a team can shine and you have a great memory so people can you know shut up uh the offside change tyg thank you god they're doing this um offside has been so dumb ever since they put in this video review i hate it you know this is the offside change is a perfect example of something really bad happening like that Matt Duchesne offside by a mile uh and it causing a goal and really affecting the outcome so they put in this rule like oh we'll just review any coach can call a review and if it's offside it's offside and so then you have everybody calling everything that's offside like by millimeters and you know you have these delays like the first year that rule went in it was like every goddamn game there was like three, four minute delays. Like, well, I don't know. Was it really offside? Like, we got to get this right. It's got to be right. Like, the whole spirit of the rule is so that you don't have one team cherry picking, like, in a really stupid way and having a player just hang out in front of the net while the other four players just, if they're really good defenders, like, pick away at the puck and just throw it past them all. Uh, it's to keep all the players sort of, like, engaged in the same area at once and not having, like, these, like, sort of, like, cheating tactics in, in play. It protects the integrity of the game. And is the integrity of the game really wrecked when someone is, you know, like, say there's a player coming in and there's a player waiting at the line and the one at the line pushes off from the line 
a millisecond off. And so they're offside because, you know, they just passed the line like half half a mi- half a microsecond before the puck does. And you can see it on like with a laser, we're able to find it. How did the refs miss that? It's like, no, the human eye is close enough to be accurate for our reality in the NHL. It's the refs are usually pretty close. If it's off by like, you know, a foot or something. Okay. Yeah. They, they cheated. They, they, they should be called back. And most likely the refs will notice something like that. And now they're making it so that your foot doesn't actually have to be on the ice. It's just like in the plane so that players can skate in stride together. If they both cross the line and their foot are in, uh, they have their foot in the air at about the same time as the puck crosses, it's fine. Thank you. Let's like keep things more simple or keep things simpler like this. Um, it's more entertaining to watch, and it was stupid the way we did it before. And anybody who's like, well, you know, if it's offside, it's offside. You don't understand. Like, you you need to have more of like a nuanced way of looking at things understand the spirit of what the point is of the rule and just let you know little micro like uh you have to be flexible in how it's approached that way if you're so rigid in that then you get what we had before where they're reviewing these stupid videos forever and they just call all the offside also there should be some kind of friggin time limit because you know when teams pass into the zone and say they were offside uh let's say they're offside by an inch so you can argue, well, that's big enough. Um, but then the play goes on for like 40 seconds and they score. And it's like a beautiful goal. Do we really need want to call that back? Like, was the offside the thing that changed it? Because by then, everybody's had time to set up uh, on the defensive side. And it's actually their fault that the goal went in, not that like that player was like a millimeter offside and affected the play. I'm, su- uh, yeah, I'm super annoyed by some of this stuff. Um I hope they change it, loosen up a bit. I wish they never went to this video review system. Just have a ref in the sky that like points out like, oh, there was a huge offside, like the Matt Duchesne goal. Sorry, we can't allow this goal. The refs, you know, maybe they blinked at the wrong time and they missed that he was offside. So we have to call this back. And that's it. No coaches challenges, no pausing and looking at the stupid video for like four minutes. Thank you and please let's do that. Um puck change for the playoffs they're putting in this new puck thing where they're going to be able to measure it and put it into statistics and see if it's truly offside see if it's truly across the goal it seems pretty stupid to put it in the playoffs because everyone's worried like these pucks they might not have the same integrity they'll have a different feel like how is that going to affect the players i don't like i understand from a marketing perspective you want to have like this new fun toy that you're showing off in the playoffs a lot of people get involved around playoff time that don't really watch the regular season. Um, so maybe it'll, it'll magnify that a little bit more. I get the marketing aspect of it, but like the practicality aspect of it is stupid. Anyone who's ever dealt with engineering and like, you know, building something and like things that are built to spec look amazing on paper. You test them a ton in the real world. And then are you test them a ton as much as you can in the real world, like simulations and that. And then they actually get to the real world, the real world scenarios, and they're used regularly on a huge basis. And then you start finding problems. Uh, I hope nothing wrong happens. I actually like this technology. I think it's a cool idea. I was surprised it took this long to for them to figure out. Um, I'm just worried that like it's going to just explode or something, and it's going to mess up a game or something. 
I hope it doesn't happen. I hope it all goes well. But I just think, why didn't they just institute it at the beginning of the next season and just let it ride all season? And then everyone get used to it. Any mistakes will be found throughout, you know, the trials and tribulations of 82 games across 32 teams. Um, And we'll see how it plays out. Uh, You're just asking for trouble putting it at this point. But anyway, uh, quick talk about the coronavirus. There might be some games that are, you know, uh, played with no fans. Somebody made a joke. It's like, well, this is what it's going to be like. Uh, what every team's going to experience, what it's like to uh, play in Florida. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Um, I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet. Uh, the Arnold Classic, uh, anyone who doesn't know about that, that was recently canceled. Um, so, or not canceled, but a lot of the booths were canceled. So they're just kind of limiting human contact. And across Europe, they're canceling like football games and all this kind of stuff. I think it's a good idea. Uh, I think money is going to prevent a lot of the NHL owners from being allowing this because I think of like the entire season would just be a wash for them. They would just be bankrupt. Uh, the players wouldn't like it because that means they're the funny thing about escrow is like I know they complain about it, but they usually get it back. Like they typically get most of it back. They just get annoyed that it's like takes like two years for them to sort out a season's worth of uh, payments. But it would actually cause them to lose a ton of their escrow pay- escrow money. Um, so the players aren't going to want it. Uh, so, I mean, this is something that can happen, should happen. Uh, will it? I don't know. I think their money's going to prevent it from happening until the government steps in and forces them uh, to limit the amount of people in there or just say, no, you can play the games, but you can't have uh, people in the stands. Sorry. Uh, I'd be surprised if that didn't happen soon. Um, so anyway, I hope it works out. I don't want any team to be screwed over by this, but I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, and <laughs> the funny thing is what they did, they canceled the, the international, uh, women's tournament <laughs> and it's like, oh, you should probably cancel the men's one too. Like if I think they're going to, but like the optics of it, of canceling that first could just, you know, give them a lot of negative press. Like, well, of course they're canceling the women's one. Um, but in the NHL, where there's like far bigger crowds, huger draw, their 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 answer was like, "Well, we just won't allow the press in the players' locker room." <laughs> okay, good job. <laughs> you're you're stopping like what ten people from entering the room compared to like you know fifteen thousand people in the stands. Like, use your brains, guys. Like that's that's a very minimal contact change compared to like these maximal contact changes you really could make that would actually have a difference on human safety. Uh, it's kind of a joke to me um, that that's what they decided to do. I, I mean, they should do it all over the place, like make a lot of these uh, exceptions, but do them in places that impact the world, like or impact the actual like spread of the virus and not ones that are like, you know, going to do almost nothing, but just to save face, like, well, we put in these policies, right? Typical business corporation style saying that doing something just to say they've done something but in reality it will probably do nothing uh, yeah that's how that's gonna go uh okay quick winners and losers this week we've got big winners philly huge winning streak they're killing it top of the they're almost top of the metro pretty close or tied um Really impressed with how their season goes. Alain Vigneault just does this when he goes to teams, get them in the playoffs, sorts out teams that are in disarray. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they went on a long run. 
I'd be really worried if I was a team playing them right now in the playoffs, unless they go on some losing streak for the next 10 games or whatever. Uh, super impressed by them and happy for them. Uh, similarly, uh, LA, big winning streak. They're, they've almost pulled themselves out of the second bottom of the basement. Uh, they they might pass... See, the thing is, they could pass Ottawa and San Jose, which means Ottawa and San, Ottawa owns Ottawa's and San Jose's draft pick, so they'd have like the second and third lottery odds. Damn, they could have one and two. Ooh, I kind of want that to happen. I just like chaos, and I'd like Ottawa to be a good team, so when they play Toronto, it'd be like a real exciting matchup. Um, but yeah, LA, big winners this week. They're playing really well. Uh, I don't know how the <laughs> team's like... <laughs> uh, I... I just find them boring and like I don't really see a lot of big stars in their team anymore. But hopefully I'll be proven wrong because, like I said, I just want everybody to do well. Uh, and speaking of Ottawa, like uh, like I just was, uh, they're winners because they could have the second, yeah, first and second draft pick. They could have the second and third lottery odds, which means at worst they could go to fifth and sixth which is still pretty good in this really deep draft, and the odds of that happening are pretty freaking slim. Uh, they they have really good odds of being at least one in the top three uh, and then getting, like, fourth or something. So that's big for them. I hope that happens. I hope it really turns out, like, one and two. Like, I really do. Um, and then third is, like, whoever the, you know, 16th place team is or something that just missed the playoffs. Uh, that would That would make me happy. Uh, losers this week, Dallas, whoa, what happened there? Uh, maybe they need to score a goal. Um, it's kind of been my problem with them the past year. I'm, I didn't think their defense would be able to, and their goaltending would hold up as well as it has all year. Um, I thought they would be a bubble team at best. They kind of proved me wrong with their being able to hold out their defense, but man, if you can't score, it's not going to matter anymore. Uh, if you're only getting like one goal every game. Like, that's that's a lot of pressure on your goaltending and defense to hold up. Um, yeah, that's not good. I don't think they'll fall out of the playoffs, but they're losing their preferable positions, and they might have to play, like, St. Louis in the first round or something. I mean, if they play St. Louis or Colorado, like, <laughs> who are we kidding here? Um, Buffalo, big losers this week. Man, I feel bad for Buffalo fans. They put up with a lot uh, as Leafs fans who went through the dark times where... Even when the team was getting better, they were, like, horrible to watch. Uh, I don't know what to say about them. I feel bad for them, and I hope something happens and good for them. Turn it around. Basically, you need a goaltender and to get some a second-line center, which uh, that Ryan O'Reilly trade was uh, pretty pretty brutal. Uh, New York Islanders, uh, I somewhat take a little bit of pleasure in this one because... The way they treated John Tavares when he went back uh, was pretty funny. Uh, it's pretty stupid, honestly. They can barely fill the stands normally, but then they come back to their ex-captain and they just freak out on him and call him a traitor when the team was basically crap for 90% of the time he played there. Um, it's like, how can you not understand why he wanted to leave? They just couldn't get their shit together. And how, how was he to really believe, like, well, this time it'll be different and to sign, like, an eight-year contract um, after all the stuff he's been through? Like, maybe you should have had a better team. Maybe your GM shouldn't have sucked. Maybe your owner shouldn't have given out bad contracts. Maybe you should have got a goaltender and maybe you should have drafted better. 
that's the way it was. And instead, when he comes back, they just like call him a traitor and all these kind of things because we're like, well, he sold his home. Uh, he sold his home because he was getting married, stupid. Uh, and he wasn't 100% sure where he was going to go. Like, you know, there's reasons why. And some people are like, well, that's just what he says. That's what was reported. You don't know any more than the reporters. They probably know more than you. Uh, pretty much everybody said he was probably going to go back. Uh, I don't know. Get over it. Like, if any of the... I'll say this right now. If any of the Leafs players in five years, um, the contract's up, and they're like, you know what? I kind of want to leave. I'd rather go closer to home or whatever or play with, like, a close friend or something. They've earned that right. They put in their, their mandatory years they had to. Like, imagine being forced to live and work in a place for close to a decade. And then you finally get an opportunity to choose where you're going to go. You know, there's nothing wrong with like saying, you know what? I just feel like I want to go somewhere else. That was a bit a little longer rant than I expected. Um, but that does it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Go Leafs, go. I hope to God and Baby Yoda that they, they win several games this week and Florida loses. Because I think they're going to make it, but I'm still worried. So, anyway, thank you so much for listening. I will catch you next time. Bye.